welcome to Sports Best Friends Stories. Our podcast that this week is finding out about its heart and soul. I'm Big T and sitting patiently on the other end of the phone today is recently retired NRL great. He is a three-time International Rugby League Lock of the Year, three-time Dallium Lock of the Year, Rugby League Week Player of the Year, Brad Fittler medalist, Wally Lewis medalist and Premiership winner. He played 32 games for the Kangaroos and 29 for the Blues. He has more recently become a cultural icon having a mural painted of him, a whole set devoted to him in Rugby League the Musical, and now has written a book. Please welcome Sharks great Paul Gallen. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, mate. You're on the PR wall path at the moment. Is it still thoroughly enjoyable bathing in your stats, or is it mildly tiring hearing them all at the moment? No, nah, mate, it's, it's a little bit more than mildly tiring at the moment. <laughs> I reckon I've done about uh, 25 interviews over the past two days, and uh, this will be the last one, and then I've got a a couple of um, uh, three in-store appearances this week, one in town next week, and a couple more around the Shire. So I've uh, been extremely busy, uh, but this is all part of the, the deal. And Alan Umland have been uh, very understanding. Uh, at the time it's taken to write this book, it's been years in the making, but uh, thankfully we, we've now got it out there and uh, you know, hopefully it's, uh, it sells well and people enjoy it. Just in time for you to knock out noodles. Now, uh, I know you haven't uh, you yourself aren't a big biography reader, but can you tell me, who have you given the book to? Or who, who from the team do you think is going to be reading it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Wade Graham will read it. I know he's a reader <laughs> and uh, enjoys reading. Yeah. Uh, big Jason Stevens has already uh, said he'll read it, but he's, you know, being, the, being the group that he is and the, and the guy that he is, he's told me he <laughs> refuses to buy it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll have to give him a copy. Yeah. Uh, Shane Flanagan will read it. And yeah. um, Sammy Eismonger, the great Sammy Eismonger, is a real help to me when I first started my career at Cornell and then went and played for the Dragons. He actually sent me a picture today. He actually went and bought it. Brilliant. So, um, yeah, sent me eyes and I read it too. And you'll be doing, you'll be giving them homework, I hope, as well, making sure that they've actually read it and they, they understood all the bits. Um, yeah, I'll have to ask them. I'm sure they won't ask me too many questions. <laughs> Gal, rugby league fans are going to love this book for its details and stories, but why do people love rugby league so much? Yeah, look, I think it's just a... Um, such a tribal thing, the game, to be honest with you. Um, you know, your fans want to feel like they belong to something or follow something. You're a tiger, I'm a shark. You know, we've got New South Wales and Queensland. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, I think that that's a big part of it. And it's a game that not everyone can do. The game isn't made for everyone. You know, not, not everyone can get out there and have 120 kilo blokes running at them and tackling <laughs> them and running back at them. And yeah. It's just not for everyone. And, you know, everyone might have a go of it, but once you realise it's not for you, you become enthralled by it and enthralled by the people who have the ability to do it. So, you know, I think it's a combination of, of them two things and, um, you know, that, that, that draw people to rugby league and, um, you know, it's, it's a great positive for the game, I think. And now, mate, th- thinking about that, all that kind of stuff works for people who aren't playing it, but for you who does like rugby league, why do you love it so much? Yeah, it's just in my nature to be ultra competitive. You know, I'll... Um, I'll play my little fella tonight in, in a game of Xbox soccer on the Xbox, I think, yeah. and uh, I'll, I'll be trying to win. Um, yeah. you know, I'll let him score a goal or two, but I'll probably come back and try to win him by, win, beat him by the end of the game. Yeah, so yeah. I'm ultra competitive, but um, and always have been and always will be. But yeah, my, my goals have changed. When I first started, it was all about proving myself and then playing first grade, and yeah. then it became about you know, cementing a spot in first grade. Then it became about um, you know, individual accolades, origin in Australia, and then you know, about the team and trying to win the competition and yeah. you know all those things. And then, then I got to the point where I had kids and it all became about providing for my kids and 
uh, providing a getting a house and a stable environment for them. And then, you know, uh, I had rugby leagues give me other opportunities. I've done a number of things outside the game for the past four or five years in business and media. And right. um, you know, that's that's you can buy all them things. And as I said, but to be around the game for 19 years in the top grade, yeah. Um, you know, the, the, my my ambition or my motivation um, has probably changed a little bit over the years. But one thing that hasn't changed is, is my competitiveness and, and how self-motivated I am. Yeah, excellent. And and just uh, just before we lose you, the drop goal. Talk me through the drop goal against the Tigers. It was an excellent moment for you, sir. But uh, talk me through it. How much training did you do for that during the week beforehand? Uh, well, every session for a long, long time after every captain's run, I've always practiced field goal. I had a one t- one attempt at a field goal back in about 2005, I think it was, against right. Canberra Rays, and, and it got charged down. That once again, at the back end of the game when the game was done. So I thought I'd have a crack at it because I always wanted to kick one. And um, Tigers made an error. Yeah, obviously, the game was over. And I went to a scrum and I said to Chatty, can I kick a field goal? And Chatty's like, man, 100% you kick a field goal. So Chatty, Chatty's pointing the team in the right direction where to get to. And he just kept going to Jaden. Hit gal, hit gal. And Jaden's like looking left and right to yeah. let him take another hit up. And you could see him hold his hands up. He had no idea where I was. And he eventually spotted me. Hit a twenty meter pass straight on the chest, and I mean I couldn't have, couldn't have kicked it any better to be honest. With you. I would have kicked it from forty, I reckon. But um, yeah, it wasn't not so great for the Tigers fans. But uh, yeah, it was good. I, I got to I feel a bit of a joy in there. Yeah, and also the week before, um, you guys had a, a drop goal a thon, and so if only they'd found you in that game against Canberra, you could have now. Yeah, well, thanks, thanks, thankfully it wasn't down all or twenty or all that day, but um. Yeah, close game against the Canberra Raiders the week before, and yeah. story about you. To be honest, we had um, so many close tight games that we just couldn't quite seal. But um, yeah, the story about you, we didn't quite get it done. Well, thanks, Carl. This has been such an honour speaking to you, mate. And thanks for writing the book. It's an absolute pleasure to read. No worries, mate. Appreciate it. Big thanks to Paul Murchison, our wonderful producer. Also, a quick thanks to Andrew from the Rugby League Project for his stats. Enjoy your sport for another week, and go out and get Gal's book, Heart and Soul. We'll talk to you then, sports best friends. Mm-hmm.